Here we go again. Here we go. Here we go again. Don't want to play the same game. Not again. I don't want to go through it. Climb the mountain. What mountain? Swim the sea. What sea? See what I mean? No. I don't know, but I don't want to get too deep. Here we go again. Bridge. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going through the same thing. Here we go again. Here we go. Here we go again. Don't want to play the same game. But not again. I don't want to go through it. Here we go. Bang, bang. We got to get to the episode. Here we go again. <laughs> yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Marquise. And this is your one and your favorite, Taylor. And for our newest listeners, welcome. For everybody else, welcome back to the You Stuck With Me podcast. You stuck. You stuck with me. Bay, how do you feel? <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now. Uh, I know, because we're about to talk about it in this episode. Cause it, I feel conflicted. <laughs> see, I, I get why you feel that way, but I'm going to be honest with you. Looking back on everything that happened, we're going to discuss in this episode. It was funny. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. Don't want to play the same game. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get we're getting ready to dive into this episode. So, Bay, you want to start it off? Tell no. It, tell it from your perspective. No. I'm just playing. Hopefully, my story will help somebody, a young woman out there. Okay, y'all, so I'm going to get a little personal this time around because, you know, we do you stuck with me podcast. We keep it real with y'all, right? Ain't that right, Bay? Right. And we'd like to share our personal experiences with you. Ain't that right, Bay? Right, right. So as a woman, you know, your body changes, right? And I've been experienced, I have been experiencing some extra cramping. You're probably looking like, okay, where is this going? So, mind you, in previous episodes, me and Marquise had talked about family planning. Keep that in mind. So, I had uh, went to my gynecologist. I was telling her about some symptoms I was having, like excessive cramping in between my cycle and everything else, right? So, I'm telling her this, and she has this look like, hmm. And, you know, she started asking me different questions, like how regular is my cycle and, you know, any other, any other symptoms like headaches, dizziness, whatever. I said, no, everything pretty much is okay. She's like, what do you use to treat the pain? Not I told her, I'm, you know, over-the-counter stuff like ibuprofen and, or when it's really bad, or I just use Tylenol, right? Normal stuff, Okay. So she was like, I know this is going to sound really weird, but it happens. She said, (laughs) (laughs) she said that I am one of the few people (laughs) who can feel the egg is ovulating. Dun, dun, dun. dun. (laughs) 
So the, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys what I thought when the doctor first told her that she's they're having this discussion, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening, seeing if there's any questions that I might have to, you know, I might have that. Which, ask. by the way, I give you kudos for that because you went in the room with me, you was attentive, you didn't get grossed out. Thank you, I appreciate it. Because <laughs> I'm like, a lot of men wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> but I mean. As your husband, if you know, we're talking about family planning, it's important for me to know these things and recognize something. If I see something, then I can say something right or wrong. Yeah, that's true. So the, she's sitting there talking with the doctor and the nurse is also in there, too. So she tells her that some women do have the capability of feeling when their ovaries are ovaring. <laughs> Over, eggs are ovaring, ovaring. But lack of better, lack of better words. No, but seriously, and when she began to break down what it, it was and how it was happening, the first thing that came to my mouth, and this is literally what happened, when she said that, I was like, "Whoa!" I looked at Marquise. I was like, "Do you hear this shit?" <laughs> so I'm like, "Whoa!" And her, the doctor, and the nurse turned and looked at me and started laughing because I never heard of some stuff like that before. Okay. First of all, going to a gynecologist sometimes could be an experience, okay? Because you, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Then you sit there and, you know, you see everything from the the little swabs. And when you're in the wait, first of all, let's talk about the waiting room, bro. How many times do we see any, how many times do we see pregnant women? We had to have seen at least about six or seven different I'm pregnant women. I'm not sure women. what I see, but that ain't no sign to me. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to, to see, see the, the signs? signs? That was that was it. <laughs> and I kid you not, y'all. While we were in the waiting room, we saw uh, every time we saw a woman who was pregnant walk past us, we turned to look at each other like, "Bruh, you ready for that?" No, but we took it as a sign when we saw the couple who fought, saw, who had saw the ultrasound. Oh yeah, they were her. It was a, a lady and a man holding up about like. Nine, ten, maybe eleven different pictures of that ultrasound. So for anybody who's ever had a child before, or at least been with someone, or had an ultrasound at all, yeah, you you get about nine, eleven, nine, ten, eleven different pictures of the ultrasound. I'm not sure what I see. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw, we were like, oh, okay, they, that that's cute. like, oh, that's so sweet. And then we saw another couple who came out, just found out that they were pregnant. We were like. Just Are we looking, sure we're ready for this? <laughs> we were looking at each other. Disclaimer, we are not pregnant. Yeah, we got to make sure that the people know that. Again, for the people in the back, we are not pregnant. Correction, we're still not pregnant. We're still not pregnant. So stop sending that juju over here. <laughs> you know you want to laugh. Yeah, y'all know every time she says juju, I can't. I don't I'm know telling you, bro. Uh, look, at all our friends and family, they've been like, so when y'all going to give us our nieces and nephews? When are we going to get my grandbabies? When are you going to give me my godbaby, my, my godson, my goddaughter? We it's their fault. We we literally feel these questions every week. It's their fault that I go through this, this horrid pain, okay? They put that juju on me. Man. Now they got my body saying, bitch, hurry up and have a kid. See, so while we're there, we see pregnant women. We see we see couples finding out that they're, like, they're officially pregnant. 
really just looking at each other, just like taking in, taking in everything. So she finally she gets called. First of all, we weren't there long waiting in the waiting room. Mm-mm. So we made it on time. Yeah. So we go back there. And of course, the doctor and nurses are asking her questions, like she said. And I'm just sitting there listening, taking in everything. And so when when the doctor ex- begins to explain to her what's going on with her, I'm like, whoa. And all three of them started laughing at me. So she begins to break down what exactly it is and what the symptoms and causes are and how to treat it. So you're better at pronouncing this name for me. Can you tell our listeners what's the name of so the name of this is called Mittel Schmertz. Mittel Schmertz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mittel Schmertz is that's actually the scientific name for ovarian pain. Now, not saying that some women won't experience the same type of pain I have. Now, let me let me describe the pain I have. It's more of a dull, cramping pain. So. It, for women, you know, we kind of have an idea how we how our cycles go, right? Like when it's getting ready to start or when we know that it's getting ready to be a full-fledged week of cramping, bloating, whatever, right? So what I feel is I feel a certain type of noticeable cramp similar to when I'm having my cycle, but it's no light blood or anything like that. And it always happens sometime like a like uh, say about a week before my cycle goes start or even a week and a half. So to explain a little bit more of ovulation, it's basically like this. It's basically getting the room ready for the baby to grow inside of me. But there's no baby getting ready. But there's no but (laughs) there's no baby in there. So once after I think it's every twenty one days, if there's no implantation of it of of sperm in the egg, everything sheds. Hence, the menstrual cycle. So to give you guys the more clinical definition, according to MountSinai.org, middle smirts is just before ovulation, the growth of the follicle where the egg develops may stretch, is what she just said, the surface of the ovary. This can cause pain at the time of ovulation, fluid or blood is released from the ruptured egg follicle. This may irritate the lining of the abdomen. Mm-hmm. Hence why I feel the the little cramping in my in my stomach. So do you want to go a little bit deeper into the type of symptoms that you had with uh mental smirk Uh I can. So I'm gonna put this disclaimer out here. We the purpose of this is to inform. So if you feel a little uneasy by what we're talking about, just leave right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, and also on the flip side of that, you want to you want to know if you if you just happen to have any of these symptoms, and you go to a doctor about it. At least from us, you've heard heard from someone who has actually gone through it, so you won't be so fearful because. It, Correct me if I'm wrong, babe. When you first started getting the symptoms, the first thing you thought was it was a um, oh, what was it called? Because I honestly thought fibroids. I had fibroids. Fibroids. Because the way my cycle always happens, it, it, I used to have irregular cycles, and then it just I because I'm a heavy flower, and if you don't know what that means, I just have heavy flow of blood every time. 
I, I start my cycle. So I automatically, I thought I had fibroids. But the, what triggered me was like the cramping in between in the meantime before my cycle started, like this time here. I It, it started kind of early, but I'm having these cramping and nothing's really, you know, coming out. So as for discharge, yeah, I had discharge. I didn't have any blood. Sometimes um, from what I talk to my, my OB, as I call her, she's like, yeah, sometimes it can be clear discharge. It could be if it's like a little cloudy or something like that, that's fine. But you start to get concerned when there's a, when there's a smell to it. Or also when there's a blood to it as well. Now, yeah. depending on how much blood, that, that could be something else. Now, which in your case, we need to make sure that this is clear. In your case, there was no smell. There never was a smell. No, it never was a smell. Never was a smell or blood. It was like normal discharge. Mm-hmm. But it was like, again, what, what, uh, what triggered me was the excessive cramping. Cause you know me, when I cramp in that time of the month, I'm no good for nothing. I just oh, be, you're down for the count. I'm down for the count. I be ready. To, I sleep all day. Um, also, I get very dehydrated, so that's why you always see me with like Gatorade or water or something like that, or liquid IV. Shout out, shout out to liquid IV. Y'all say the sister so many times. So to give you guys uh, the symptoms of middle smarts. It can last from a few minutes to a few hours, but it may continue for as long as a day or two. Pain may include one side of your lower abdomen, dull and achy, similar to a menstrual cramp, sharp and sudden, accompanied by a slight vaginal bleeding or discharge, but it's rarely severe. Yeah, so like I said, so mine is like that mild cramping, like similar to menstrual cycle. So in your in your case, how long did the cramping last? Did it last for a few minutes? Did it last for a few hours? Uh, it would last for like a few hours, but once I start felt feeling it, I would take a Tylenol. You could take a Tylenol or any type of over the counter stuff to help alleviate, it, just like how you would do with your cycle. See me, I'll take a Tylenol because I don't I don't like to take medicine a lot, so. I'll start off with something simple. Like, if it's not like something that's making me down for the count, I take Tylenol. So Tylenol and ibuprofen was helping with that, and then it'll stop with that like about an hour or two. So let's uh, let's answer this question. How are you feeling now? Uh, honestly, I feel a little bit of cramping, a little bit. But it's nothing to the extreme that what it was. Yeah, if I had a radio, it's at a two right now. Okay, so I mean, it's definitely manageable way right mm-hmm. now at this point. So now, what we also found out is that the best way to treat this is uh, a lot of rest mm-hmm. and uh, over-the-counter medication. So it's not like something you have to worry about something deeper happening unless it's a severe, which, it, according to our sources, that it rarely ever is. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's something worse, then that's when you really need to go see a doctor. But uh, also, we did find that uh, she needs to keep track of her uh, her cycles for a few months to see if there is any any difference in you know, between time. So every twenty one days, if something happens or if something doesn't happen, she's journaling it. She's 
uh, marking it, making it known. So when the next time she goes back to see her OB, she has something to go on and say, hey, this is what's been going on with me the last few months. And that's how I knew about the in-between cramping because I would... I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I'll take a mental note and I think, I'll be thinking, no, it start then. But with the journaling and at least, at least with me, I used to take a calendar and I used to put, okay, like a little symbol or something like that to tell me that was the first day. Right. And then put some when it ends. And then that's how I would know like, oh, well, I'm still feeling this cramping here. Like, what is this? So that helped a lot. So let me ask you this: uh, since since we went to the hospital, first of all, let's let me let me no, go back. No, not hospital not, clinic. I'm sorry, clinic. Yeah. But let me let me go back for a second because I want I want to make sure that we cover something that is very important that in some cases some women don't have. We we want to talk about the support system. I, it's important that you have a support system if you're going through something like this because. They can play an important role, and you know I'm not saying anything dealing medical related. It might not even be this. Like if you're doing some serious, like if you're having fibroids or you're having like like those really bad severe irregular periods, whatever. Having that support system, it's very very helpful. And I'm gonna tell you guys from my uh, point of view. So while she was in, she was in the doctor's office and the doctor was checking for everything i could tell that she was feeling a lot of discomfort so rather than me just sitting there and just looking like oh my god what am i supposed to do i just got up and i held her hand while she was going through it and i can tell in her face that that made a lot of a big difference because that meant to her she wasn't just going through it alone i was with her through thick and thin and it actually helped me relax too because it was like so many times to my OB was like, okay, you got to relax your leg, get a relax your back. Cause like, sis, how can I do that? If you're like examining me. <laughs> and so looking at her facial expression and reading her body language, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to hold her hand, you know, rubber forehead, whatever she needs. So if you can, and if it's possible, make sure that you have a support system with you when you're going through stuff like this, because support is a very beautiful thing. Yeah, and I always tell Marquise, it's sometimes we forget how hard is it to be a woman when it comes to our reproductive system. Especially with the unfortunate war on women right now. Yeah. And, yeah. And not just you need you need support, not just to be there for you to hold your hand or whatever have you, but in the event that something happens, you need someone to advocate for you. And in the medical field, especially with our black women. The fact that we they need somebody to advocate for them when they can't is invaluable. Mm-hmm. So if if ladies, if you're going through something like this, make sure that you can you have somebody you can count on. Find somebody that you can count on to come with you and speak for you when you can't speak for yourself. Or also too now, one thing I do like like about the clan that I went to. My OB this time, because sometimes it rotates because it's a clinic, you know, they're all the people of color. So I just like how I was explaining my symptoms. She didn't like try to interject or anything like that. She actually listened and she analyzed. And then she broke it to me down. She broke it to me softly. She was like, I know this is going to sound really crazy. Whatever. So, I mean, they did run tests for other things just to rule it out. And everything came back, came back clear. I didn't have anything. So that's how we knew it was the 
mental schmerz. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't say that word worth a damn. <laughs> and you let it roll off tongue like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I read it as I see it, mental schmerz. Yeah. I can read it like that, but it's like memory, remembering that it makes me want to add like another letter to it. A letter to a letter to. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, we we tell this story because we want to make sure that you guys as our listeners, as our listeners, are being informed about things that you possibly never may have heard of before. Because prior to this, we never heard about it either. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah. So, first of all, you make sure that if something is bothering you with your body that's not right, please go to the doctor. Please mm-hmm. go to the doctor because we both can we both can attest to putting going to, needing to go to the doctor and putting stuff off. Me more on the severe level, but please go to the doctor because all of us we have somebody who's expecting us to come home, whether it be a child, whether it be you're the child or you have an auntie or an uncle, a cousin, sibling, friend. Somebody's expecting you home that night. So make sure you please go to the doctor because they're, they're here for a reason. And I know that's easier said than done because, you know, the history of uh, med- medical uh, uh, medicine and the African-American communities. Because, I mean... We have been used as guinea pigs. As guinea pigs, unfortunately. But also, too, it's it's kind of hard because we've been used as guinea pigs. But then also, we can't be walking around here sick. Mm-hmm. You know, so I am I am a big advocate for women's health. I do feel like sometimes women's health does get overlooked. But I th- find it interesting that it's under a microscope now, considering the fact that's what's going on with, you know, women like, you know, society, society and different laws and Roe versus Ray, which we're not going to get into that now because that's that's another episode for possibly next season. Mm-hmm. But it's just it just feels good to like, I really appreciate you being there as a support and willing to be an advocate. And it was crazy too. Cause we had just talked about this. We were just talking about how whenever we do get pregnant, how, okay, if I'm not in a capacity to speak up for myself, that you would be there mm-hmm. and, you know, different questions or, you know, or also going over my medical history. So if they ask a question like, oh, is she allergic to this? You'd be like, no, she's not allergic to this, but she's had a history of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot. You guys, I'm just, first of all, you're a trooper because actually more than, the, I'm going I'm to uh, come back, I'm going to go back to the trooper comment, but I want to exp- uh, express this as a man. You hear about you hear about what women go through at the doctor's office, and you, when you hear about it, you're like, mm, you you have one opinion about it or another. But when you actually see it in person, it gives you a whole different respect, and it gives you a whole different point of view. So. I can never fix my mouth and I would never will fix my mouth to say that the role that a woman plays is not important. 
because although that you're the carrier of life, you need to be in a specific space where you feel comfortable, where you are not stressed, where you are just able to breathe. And, and I can just simply ask you, what do you need? Tell me what you want. You can just simply say it and you won't have to worry. And I think that uh, I think that all women deserve that. It's funny that you say that because one thing that stuck up to me, shout out to the Dead Ass Podcast. Y'all know how much we love y'all. Y'all do. But it reminds me of something DeVal pointed out. Um, it po- He pointed out that I think he had a friend that was like in the military or something like that. Or uh, had something to do with basic training. He was like his friend basically had to adjust of being sleep deprived. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, what was stuck out to me with that was he pointed out like it takes this amount of time and effort for for a military to learn how to, you know, basically have their head on a swivel and work through sl- sleep deprivation. But when it comes to women, you know, having having a baby and stuff like that, there's no basic instruction. And we just as society, we expect. A society expects women to be able to work through sleep deprivation when having a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> it's mind blowing when you th- sit there and think about it. Yeah. So just imagine, just imagine women out there who don't have kids and they still dealing with like issues with fibroids or anything internally going on and they can't sleep. Yeah. I think. I think it did affect your sleep a little. Yeah, it affected my sleep. Yeah. That's why I couldn't sleep well. Yeah, I'm I'm just glad that you're doing way better, babe. Way yeah, better. Way better. <laughs> and so on that note, we're gonna wrap up this episode. Beautiful, you wanna tell them where they can find us? You can find us on Facebook at the You Stuck With Me uh, uh You Stuck With Me podcast page. You can find us on our YouTube channel. You Stuck With Me podcast. Bay, you want to tell them how they can reach out to us? You guys can reach out to us on our Facebook page. You can guys can send us an email at youstuckwithme at gmail.com. That is U-S-T-U-C-K-W-I-T-M-E at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on our IG page. That is you stuck with me underscore podcast. Again, U-S-T-U-C-K-W-I-T-M-E underscore podcast. You can reach me on the app formerly known as Twitter and IG name is mine one M one N E underscore one. That is M one N E underscore one. You guys can reach us, reach out to us on YouTube as well. Leave a comment, make sure you subscribe and follow beautiful where they can, where can they find you? You can find me on IG and the app formerly known as Twitter under queen points. That is P O number one N T Z. Again, that's Queen Points, P-O-N-O-N-T-Z. And also, you know, I decided to get on TikTok, too. So you can find me under Queen Points 22. That is, again, Queen Points 22. And this is your one and only and your favorite, Taylor. And this is your boy, Marquise. Hey, babe. This is the last episode of the season. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Mind blown. So, first of all, before we sign off for this season, y'all, we want to say thank you for rocking with us this year, or this season, rather. Hope we teach you guys something, and hopefully you guys have uh, 
learn something from us. We want to keep spreading the love. Make sure that you keep spreading the black love that is important in our culture and important in this world. So, uh, hey, don't worry. We coming back. Oh, yeah. We ain't going away. We just got to take a little nap here and there. A little nappy nap. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, y'all stuck with us. Hey, come back next season. (laughs) We out, y'all. Peace. Later.